0: What is happening to your radio station is the radio company that owns it doesn't even think of it as a radio station anymore. It's a spreadsheet that they're trying to push an equation through to avoid bankruptcy, and there's no amount of equation pushing that's going to help them avoid bankruptcy. Real talent no longer has a place on radio. It doesn't. Real talent has been priced out of that entire medium. Every single person that you hear on the radio is there because they fit not the mission of that channel, but the price point of that channel. If you can stay at the edge of a diminishing watering hole to drink as much as you can, God bless. All the smart animals in the forest are going to another place. And that place is right here. Right here. Right here.
1: It's community content from Concentrate. You're up in Adam with Adam Montiel.
0: Some baby that is right right here i kind of want to open the show i thought i'd be doing some interesting quotes or sound bites that i hear throughout the week or that make the media that was san francisco uh, radio broadcaster damon bruce uh listen it is wednesday happy hump day thank you so much for being up and at em. a little bit of a wet kind of situation we're gonna get some sunshine later on but a mild temps also that surf that crazy sized surf we had last week that is back in business for this week as well. Coming up today, we're going to meet an animal rights activist named Zoe Rosenberg. She is a local gal, young woman, 21 years old, but been doing this for a long time, since she was 11. And she does all the things that you know piss a lot of people off. She most recently, um, well, we'll talk about what she most recently because she's looking at down the barrel of a bunch of felonies and misdemeanors and perhaps 20 years in prison. She's a local gal. I know you've seen her in news stories here. You've probably seen her in national news stories. They call her the chain girl because she uh, chained herself most recently to uh, an NBA hoop during a big game to protest. She doesn't want you eating chicken or anything. And um, obviously, I feel like a lot of people are definitely, even though we might eat meat, I don't know anybody who's for animal cruelty. So we're going to have a lot of aspects there that we agree on, but- I don't see a problem with eating meat like most people don't. And we're going to get down to why Zoe does and what she wants to do about it. And if this world looked like the way Zoe wants it to look, none of us would be illegal to eat anything that was, I guess, alive. We'll, We'll get it from her. But I'm excited because, you know. She's passionate about what she's into, and I may not agree with all of it, but she puts it all out there. She certainly has, and she's willing to come on here and chat with us, so I think that's I think that's really cool. So we'll talk to Zoe Rosenberg later on in the show. We'll talk about Dry January and the rise of non-alcoholic beer, wine, and spirits, and WTF, a What the food segment. Maybe we need to get in on this class action lawsuit, but I don't know if I want anybody suing my friends over there at Reese's. But they are getting sued over their peanut butter cups. I'll tell you why. And uh, if you think this one is worth a lawsuit, it sounds pretty silly. But nonetheless, class action lawsuit against Hershey. We'll tell you why coming up in our lo-fi headlines. First, I'm thankful for our friends at Dow Vineyards. If you have not gotten a chance to taste up there at Dow, it is just breathtaking. Beautiful. The food is fantastic. Of course, the wine's are great. If you got people coming in from out of town, little date situation, Dow Vineyards is just a beautiful place to enjoy the Adelaide District, Paso, the hills. You're up there in some like 2,000 foot elevation. It's just beautiful. Try that soul of a lion. Make a reservation to taste. Go to dowvineyards.com. All right, let's go. Some lo-fi headlines.
1: Up in Adams, lo-fi headlines.
0: This is kinda cool. You wanna meet the Incredible Hulk? Actor Lou Ferrigno is gonna hold a meet and greet in SLO this weekend. Ferrigno will be signing autographs, taking pictures, selling posters, and more. in his first ever meet-and-greet event at Captain Nemo Games and Comics from noon to three happens a Sunday. I know Ian Parkinson knows Lou. I think it'd be fun to get him on here and promote this. I'm going to try and get Lou Ferrigno on the show. The actor said he fell in love with comics as a child because of his hearing impairment. When he was a kid, he had a severe ear infection. He lost 85% of his hearing. To escape the pain... He read comic books. Ferrigno fell in love with Superman whose image he sought to emulate, and that's how he got into bodybuilding. After shooting the documentary Pumping Iron alongside Arnold Schwarzenegger in 1975, Ferrigno kind of realized, man, I'm I'm pretty comfortable in front of the camera. He kind of married his love for comics and acting in his role as the Hulk in the TV show The Incredible Hulk classic. Ferrigno lives in AG. He's also a reserve deputy for the San Luis Obispo County Sheriff's Office. And I'm gonna try and get him on the show, that'd be fun. Okay, probably good I didn't see this until after the holidays. There was a dog bed for humans. It was one of the trendiest gifts last year. We have one of these beds for Georgie. It's like the big, oversized, cushy, memory foamy, fleecy dog bed, right? Now they make them in human size. It's huge, it looks like about a little smaller than like a three cushioned couch in length. And a couple of the pictures like a, you know, a daughter laying with mom. Then there's like a person laying with their dog. I mean, you can lounge just like your dog does in the dog bed. This thing looks incredibly comfy. Looks like a little plush memory foam nest. Now I've seen them for as low as like 150 bucks, as much as about six or 700. They around 350 to five. They debuted in 2022, they went crazy viral during the holidays a few weeks ago in 2023. It started as a passion project, but the business reportedly now has over 10,000 customers buying these big ass oversized dog beds for humans. It landed on Google's annual 100 trending holiday gifts with search interest spiking 1600% last year. The item looks exactly like it sounds, 68 inch, round bed sits on the floor can accommodate people pets or both the fluffy cover is washable and made of an orthopedic foam What started out as a passion project between two college students it turned into a million dollar business a little less than a year ago this one i'm looking at the pluffle regularly priced at $4.99 debuted in 22 on abc's shark tank creators noah silverman and yuki Shita scored a $200,000 deal with mark cuban and lori greiner now, if that $499 price tag is a little bit out of budget, as of this morning, Pluffle was offering it for 200 bucks off the original price. All right, now for about a decade, people around the world have challenged themselves to quote a dry January, just a campaign to stop drinking booze for one month. And we're seeing sales of non-alcoholic beer, wine, spirits, they're on the rise. Now, last year, they only accounted for 047 of total alcohol sales. It's so weird that non-alcoholic beverages would even score anything on the alcohol sales charts because there's no alcohol in it, but they're trying to gauge these as it rises within the business of alcohol sales. According to Nielsen IQ, 0.47%, that's a small amount, but compared to 0.22% market share in 2018, it is clear that non-alcoholic options are on the rise. Now, I've talked to Nicholas Miller from Bien Nacido and Miller Family Wines. They also make a non-alcoholic wine. This process, it allows the flavor profiles to stay intact, creating a drink that closely resembles traditional wines, but of course, without the booze. This KSBY article talks about another winery in Summerland getting on board. So more and more folks are trying it, they're doing it. I don't know if it's that easy to do because you're you make the wine, then you gotta take the alcohol out without taking anything else out. So I don't think it's an easy process, but with this market share on the rise, some wineries are finding that it might just be worth it. All right, talk about worth it. These lawsuits, they can get pretty silly. Hershey is being sued, accused of deception. Why? The Reese's Peanut Butter Pumpkins. And you know, anytime a story starts with a Florida man or a Florida woman, it's like, okay, hold on, brace yourself. Where are we going to go? But this one, a Florida woman suing Hershey after she says she was deceived by the chocolate brand's packaging of its holiday-themed items. Now, you know, they do the hearts at Valentine's Day, the pumpkins at Halloween, the trees during Christmas. So this federal class action lawsuit filed last week, the plaintiff, Cynthia Kelly, stated she was filing on behalf of herself and all other similarly situated individuals who purchased a Reese's peanut butter product based on false and deceptive advertising. All right, so what's the problem? She says the Hershey company is falsely representing several Reese's peanut butter products as containing explicit carved out artistic designs when there are no such carvings on the actual products. So if you're looking at the peanut butter pumpkin, there's like two triangles for the eyes. It looks like a little jack-o'-lantern, but when you open it up, it's just chocolate. It's There's no carvings in there. The plaintiff claims she would not have purchased the candy had she known there was not actually a face carved into them. Like, you're gonna eat it anyway. The suit sounds silly. It also links to numerous YouTube videos of people saying they were, quote, lied to by Hershey as the products in question did not have the carved out faces or other details in their chocolate coating. The lawsuit further accuses Hershey of changing its product packaging to, quote, boost sales and revenues, noting that previous packaging from two or three years ago did not include the facial features on its products. Oh, by the way, the Reese's football and the Reese's egg for Easter look <laughs> remarkably similar. All right, so what are the damages? This lady is seeking at least $5 bucks. Hershey, when reached for comment, said via a representative that the company does not comment on pending litigation, you ever done one of those class action things? You get a piece in the mail and it says like, oh, you you won something and here's your, you know, 212. Right, we're gonna get into our chat with Zoe Rosenberg. Wanna thank our friends at McClintock's, the place to be since 1973, 50 years. My goodness, the steakhouse there in Shell Beach, that majestic location, that's a pretty cool spot. Also the saloon, happy hour every single day from four to six. Get your next cocktail with that F. McClintock's Recipe 15. hand selected by the McClintock's Family Maker's Mark. Private selection is a bespoke, one-of-a-kind expression of Maker's Mark exclusively created for McClintock's. Check them out at any of their Central Coast locations and learn more at McClintock's.com.
1: Up in Adams, lo-fi headlines.
0: Zoe Rosenberg, she is from San Luis Obispo, goes to school at Berkeley. She's 21. She's an animal rights activist. I've been reading about her for a long time because some of the stuff she's done right here... Um, chained herself in protest to a slaughterhouse gate at Cal Poly. Um, In 16, she was arrested at age 14 during a live Ellie Dodgers game, protesting Dodger dogs. Let's see, Whole Foods. She did a protest outside Sprouts. She covered herself in fake blood. Um, The 2019 College Football Playoff National Championship, she rushed onto the field. Uh, She was at an NBA game last year, last spring, She was at an NBA playoff game between the Memphis Grizzlies and the Minnesota Timberwolves and she chained herself to literally the basketball hoop. So Zoe's young, she's 21, and although she's been doing this for about 10 years, you know, none of these charges have really, quote, stuck. She's gotten arrested, things will get dropped, but now she's looking, she's looking at some pretty serious charges in about 20 years in jail. Uh, Some felony conspiracy charges, theft and more. She'll tell us exactly what she did which is part of an organization called Direct Action Everywhere, or DXE. And this organization is certainly in the crosshairs of different jurisdictions for some of the way that they go about doing some of their protests and laws that they may allegedly break. This organization has grabbed an unusual amount of attention from everyone like National Geographic, The Intercept, Wired, Vox. I'm reading this article on Vice. So she was arrested recently with some other folks in DXE for some pretty serious charges, conspiracy, conspiracy, a burglary, six misdemeanor trespassing charges, and Sonoma County is one of these counties that has really intensified their repression of activists and behavior like this. So because Zoe is local, she is passionate about what she is about, and although I may not agree with all of these, well, one, I eat meat, you know, I'll be, real, be straight up, I eat meat, but I think we can all agree that we are not cool with animal cruelty. And I want to hear what she's got to say. So, Zoe Rosenberg, thank you so much for being up and at them.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: So, you have your ankle bracelet, your ankle monitor on right now, huh?
1: I sure do. (laughs) What is that? What is is that like? It's uncomfortable at times. Uh, You know, I've gotten more used to it. I've had it for a couple weeks now. And it's, it's, you know, a bit of a constant reminder of these charges that I'm facing and of everything that's happening. Uh, and I think in a lot of ways, ankle monitors are meant to impact people, defendants psychologically. And so I'm trying not to let it get to me and I'm trying to focus on the animals and the positive impact that we can have on the world.
0: What is the ankle monitor preventing? Are you on house arrest right now? Like, what's the purpose of it?
1: I am not on house arrest. The purpose of the ankle monitor is that they don't want me going to factory farms or other places uh, where animals are being abused and they don't want me to go and help those animals um, because I'm I'm facing charges for rescuing criminally abused animals from factory farms and from a slaughterhouse.
0: So now, now the charges are, I mean, these are no small deal. I mean, we talk about conspiracy, you got a handful of felonies, some misdemeanors, I think all in all, correct me if I'm wrong, we might be talking like over a dozen charges and you are looking at over 20 years in jail You're 21 years old. I mean, does this, does this scare you?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely scary to consider the fact that, you know, I I could spend more than double the amount of time that I've been alive in jail, you know, and um, it's overwhelming in some ways, but I also believe that what I did was right. I don't believe that I've done anything wrong or even anything illegal. And I, I'm proud of the actions that I've taken to help animals. And, you know, I, I try, I'm trying to focus on the animals who I've been able to help and, and the fact that they are alive because of the actions that we were able to take. And that, you know, my freedom in the grand scheme of things is a small price to pay. Though, of course, I hope that we will be able to win this case and beat these charges and show the world that animal rescue
0: is not a crime. I mean, you have been doing this for the better part of 10 years since you were 11 years old. So, I mean, and, and that's the thing is like, I mean, how effective, you must ask yourself, how effective can I be if I'm incarcerated? Does it get you thinking, sure. okay, maybe I need to kind of rework like the way I'm looking at this through my lens to make sure I'm not putting anyone in a position where they can incarcerate me for, for this long?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great point. Obviously in, in jail, you're very limited in what you can do to help animals, but you know, I still think that there's opportunities in everything, and that repression is a chance to grow and that we can use these charges in some ways to create an you know an even stronger movement for animals if we can inspire people through these charges and and show the world how powerful these companies that are abusing animals are, that they're so powerful that they're able to corrupt. Our legal system. I think that's a really important thing for people to see. Of course, I would much rather not be incarcerated and, and continue to, you know, go through my life and, and help animals and rescue animals. That would of course be my ideal situation. Uh, but you know, in light of the situation that I'm in, I, I'm just hoping that this can be used in the best way possible to get attention on this issue and to and to show people what's happening. And if I am in jail, I, I hope I can find ways to help animals from jail. Whether that means, you know, writing um, or something else, but I hope that there are ways I can help animals no matter where I am.
0: Now, it feels like because I've been doing some, you know, looking into different cases when people do get arrested, what's going down. I mean, you've been arrested a handful of times, whether it's NC two A championship football, NBA game, mm-hmm. Dodger Stadium. So, for the most part, it seems like juries will let you off they're being you know they'll acquit or you don't end up maybe they don't level the charges per se but it seems like at least in the county where you're being accused now they're really trying to you know hunker down on folks who do what you do and i don't know that you're gonna get lucky forever i mean i almost wonder if do, do you sometimes wonder like shoot my time might be up here i don't know
1: yeah, I mean, I think these are the most serious charges that I've ever faced in my, you know, time as an animal rescuer and an animal rights activist. I have been arrested in the past for small protest-related charges, and none of those charges have ever stuck. They've always been dropped um, in some capacity. And the only time, one uh, well, other time, I was arrested for. It's a grand theft charge related to rescuing a pig from a slaughterhouse, and those charges ultimately were never filed. So this is the first time that I've had really serious charges filed, and they're being filed in a county, which is Sonoma County, and Sonoma County has been going really hard to stop animal rescue and to ignore complaints of criminal animal cruelty for many years now, You know, my friend Wayne Chung was recently sentenced to jail for his work to help animals in Sonoma County. So I certainly think that this is going to be a different story than my past charges. I think they are not going to drop these charges. They're going to want to take this all the way to trial and put this in front of a jury. But I know I'm also happy to put this in front of a jury. And I hope that a jury will be able to see that what I did was not a crime, that what I've done has only been with the intention of helping others. You know, I'm not stealing animals to make a profit off of them. I'm rescuing animals to get them care, usually at great expense to myself. So I just think I'm hoping a jury will be able to see that. And kind
0: of paint the picture and, for me. Like, what are we yeah. doing? Are, are they alleging that you like literally broke in the dead of night and had like a, a sprinter van and just like you put a bunch of chickens in it? I mean, I know you're a lawyer and you probably don't want to yeah. just right out here and tell me what you did. So I'm not dumb enough to just ask that. But what are they at least alleging that you did? Yeah. Well
1: I you know I'm happy to tell people what I did right. I and mean, it's already out there and yeah I, I think everything I did was legal and i I don't I'm not ashamed of anything that I did and I, I believe it was all protected okay so what'd act. you do
0: what you what'd you um, actually do
1: so yeah i uh, so the charges I'm facing charges in two separate instances. only one set of charges have been filed, and the other ones um, they are deciding whether or not they're going to file them or what they're going to do with those charges for now is supposed to decide by the end of February. Hmm. Um, but the charges that have been filed so far are five felonies and three misdemeanors. And I mean, charged with, uh, all the felonies are conspiracy charges, uh, conspiracy to commit to trespass conspiracy to commit theft and that sort of thing. And what I did was I entered the Petaluma poultry slaughterhouse. It's a Purdue subsidiary, Um, So basically, it's a Purdue slaughterhouse in Petaluma, California. And I rescued four chickens from a crate on a transport truck. These chickens were covered in scratches. Some of them had infected feet. Uh, Most of them had coccidia parasites. They were incredibly sick. Um, You know, some of these chickens had to be hospitalized. I got them veterinary care, and I was able to rehabilitate them and and work with a veterinarian to rehabilitate them. And that is what I'm facing charges for. I'm facing, they're calling that theft, Mm -hmm. but I call it rescue. And I believe that it's a protected act under the necessity doctrine and other laws. And the other instance that I am potentially facing charges for, and again, they haven't 100% decided yet if they'll file those charges, um, and it's possible those charges could end up looking differently than than they do now um, when they if they do file them. But currently, I am facing uh, two felonies and three misdemeanors potentially in this case. And in that case, I went to Reichardt Duck Farm, which is a factory duck farm in Petaluma, California. And I conducted an investigation there where I I witnessed probably the worst animal cruelty I have ever seen in my time as an investigator. Just haunting stuff, you know, animals starving to death, dying of dehydration, uh, having bleeding, gaping wounds on their backs and their wings, just awful stuff dumpsters filled with dead bodies, just horrible, really hard to think about and hard to look at. And I rescued two ducks who were on the verge of death. I still honestly cannot believe that we were able to save their lives and they survived. Uh, but after being hospitalized for five days, they they did start to pull through and start to recover. And their their names are River and Oakley and they're currently, you know, living out their lives in a loving forever home. And that's what we want for all animals. And again, I don't believe that anything I've done is theft or a crime, which is why I'm happy to share those stories with yeah. the world.
0: Okay, so, and again, you know, and in, in full disclosure, I will eat mm-hmm. meat. I also don't like. I'm like a normal, sure. I'm like the average person. I'll I'll eat meat here sure. and there. I don't condone animal cruelty. I, I, I'm, you know, when I listen to some of the stuff you're saying, I'm like wincing yeah. inside. I can't even imagine what sure. what you've seen. Let's kind of get down because there's a maybe a far and wide spectrum on animal rights activists, animal welfare activists. What's the goal? Is it that none of us are eating meat at all? That we don't, it should be illegal to eat chickens or beef, what would you like in your world and what are you working towards, I guess? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, well, first I wanna say that I totally don't have any judgment or ill will towards anybody who eats animals. I think that this is a systemic problem. It's not the fault of any individual in this world. We're all born into this world where, where animals have been commodified and abused, and that's been normalized in our society in so many ways. So Modern society, right? Before, anybody. it was like
0: we were probably hunting yeah. for them, and I mean, I'm probably, sure it's yeah. probably pretty old school, but yeah, no, you're right.
1: Yeah, so I totally don't don't blame anybody. My dream is to see a world where animals are largely treated as equal to us and obviously that isn't going you know to look exactly the way that human rights look of course it maybe doesn't make sense for a non-human animal to have the right to vote um that would you know they can't communicate with us in, in many ways and that just probably wouldn't make sense but sure. i think and um, there are a lot of rights that animals currently don't have i believe that they should have the right to their own lives i I believe that they should have the right to their homes and their habitats. We shouldn't be destroying their ecosystems. I think, you know, they should have the right to be free from harm, uh, to be free from captivity. And if they can't be free from captivity completely, if they're domesticated, for example, I think they should have the right to, you know, a loving guardian who's going to make decisions in their best interest. So, you know, I, I really want to see a more equal world for, for animals, whatever that means. Again, might be different from our perception of equality, but, you know, as much as possible, I I would like to see animals have have equality.
0: Now, one of the things that you said is the the right to life. Now, would that mean that in your future, your idyllic future, that we are not allowed to consume animals? Like, because if a chicken has a right to its life, then that means one cannot, you know, harvest a chicken for consumption. Is that true?
1: I mean, I think so. And I, I think that there are, modern technology is evolving so quickly. And there's so many alternatives at this point to eating animals. And I think it's totally realistic and possible that we could live in a future where animals are not killed for food.
0: I don't know. We have Zoe Rosenberg. She is an animal rights activist. She is in the thick of things right now. Well, there she is. And look, you may not agree with all of it, but I, for some reason, have always found it so fascinating to sit down, ask questions, get curious with people who have just different thoughts than I do. And I don't really think that Zoe's ever going to change my mind, but that was interesting. That was a cool conversation. I thought she was really honest and it's the way she thinks. Can't wait to chat with her tomorrow for part two of our conversation. And if anything, let it be an exercise to open discourse with people who have different thoughts and people you might not agree with. All right, what a day. What a day. I got to get Lou Ferrigno on the show. We figured that out. Also, it um, should be nice later today. should be nice and sunny later on. want to thank our friends at the General Store for being up and at them. Love the ladies at the General Store. Just awesome people. They offer local goods, handpicked gifts, a curated cookbook selection, and all the best for your pantry and home. What I love about them is they connect you with dozens of local makers. That is, that's what they're about. Celebrating 10 years on the park, downtown Paso. Open daily from 11 to 6 and 10 to 6 on the weekends. Check out the General Store. When you do, let them know you heard them on Up and Adam. They're on Insta at General Store Paso. Coming up tomorrow, we'll have part two of our conversation with Zoe. Also, we'll talk to Jackie Clark Charlesworth. She's with the city of San Luis Obispo. We are on the heels of Restaurant Week. It is coming up super soon. If you are a restaurant in San Luis Obispo, they just started their Eat Local Bonus and Restaurant Week is to come. Looking forward to it. If you want to learn more about Slow Restaurant Week, also Eat Local Bonus. And if you're a restaurant that wants to get involved, there are links in the show notes. All right, so much thanks to Dan Curcio, Moonshiner Collective, for the original music on the show called Start Again. Also thanks to Full Cup Solutions, for technical consideration. I'm your host, Adam Montiel. Thank you so much for making us the first podcast of your day and sharing with a friend. Just have that little square button with the line into it and just send this to someone. Say, hey, you might like this. They talked to an animal rights activist today. Who knows? I don't know. Share with a friend. Also rate, review, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it. It means so much. Back at it tomorrow. Have a great day. Thank you for being up and Adam. of Start again We'll start again Let's start again